0: This is The Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geeks, show number 514, recorded on November 26th, 2021. Here at Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets to find their way in here. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for The Average Tech Guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from The Average Guy.TV studios here in a beautiful Bellevue, Nebraska-like. Aaron, we've had the best fall on record. Like, it's no, not a lot of rain, no snow. Well, a little bit of snow. But it went away pretty fast. It Today, I think 60. It's 42 out there. Now, I know those are Fahrenheit, but nice. <laughs> is They're that nice. warm? How's, it's, it is yeah, 60 in November is pretty is pretty great. How are things in, uh, in in your locale?
1: We also have had a surprisingly mild fall and we've only had one kind of really light snowfall that's already gone and it's been mostly above zero temperatures, which for Calgary is kind of unheard of. We usually get at least one big dump of snow before mid-November and then it never melts away. So mm. I am loving it.
0: Yeah, well, hey, it's always, it's, it's all good. And, you know, hopefully this won't mean a bad winter. <laughs> you know, they keep, right. like, it's been, it's been a while since we've had a doozy. And I think we're kind of due, you know, it's one of those things like, uh, the snow's been manageable. The, the cold weather's been manageable. So I don't know. We'll have to see how it goes. You're, you being a little farther north and right on the edge, we, we call that the Arctic Express comes out of the Rockies, mm-hmm. and shoots straight down at us. I uh, just, I'm hoping for another fantastic uh, global warming winter here, here. That
1: would be nice. I, I don't mind the mild temperatures. I know there's all kinds of other implications, but selfishly, I, I like it a little on the warm side.
0: Well, great to have you tonight. Uh, Sammy was scheduled, has a, a Friendsgiving uh, tonight, Thanksgiving here in the United States yesterday. I Pinged you on Twitter early in the week, and I just was like, "Hey, don't be afraid to say no. It's Friday night." <laughs> you're like, "Of course I'll be there." So you were Aaron, fully I,
1: expecting me to say no. I
0: really was. It was a. Sh- it was. Yeah. They they say to people, I, "You should just ask," because the worst that people can say is no. And right. I'm like, "Well, I'm just going to ask, Aaron. It's Friday night. And I know you probably got a billion better things to do than hang out with me." Uh, On Home Gadget Geeks, and you said yes. I was a little stunned. I'm like, are you sure? (laughs) Do you realize? Well, I did
1: have to cancel ballroom dancing, and you know, my one-on-one class with that world famous chef. I was thinking about. Oh man! I am here with you, and. I love your audience and I love chatting with you tech stuff. So this is actually a f- very fun way for me to spend a Friday night.
0: Well, I appreciate it. Appreciate you giving up your Friday force. Um, my kids have gone crazy over this new Pixel Six Pro that is out, by the mm. way. Right. And I saw you had gotten one and are reviewing it. And like from the second they announced that thing, my, all my boys were like, I should say all of them. Um, uh, number 2, 3, and 4. were all like, got to have it, got to have it. Like, they, they stayed up till, you know, when it launched. They got it on launch day. They've all been coming wow. in now, right? That's dedication. And, and I know you've got, yeah, and they just, they are, they really love this phone. I'm, I'm kind of anxious to hear what you have to say about it. Um, you've had, tell me how long you've had it and, and what you think of it.
1: I love it. I have, I will say this as someone who generally uses an Apple phone and I'm sorry, Google, that I'm mixing my drinks here, so to speak, but, um, I generally use the iPhone and that's only because, you know, for video editing, for using all of the things together, the iPhone is really great for that. But when it comes to just a basic phone and a great phone, Google's phones for me blow all the others out of the water. They're beautiful phones. They work really well. They're not buggy. They are really well designed. They're speedy. Um, gosh, like there's almost nothing I don't like about Google Pixel phones and have from the very first iteration.
0: There there has been some, not to go right to the negative, but, uh, but um, I think Joe put this in chat. There has been, and he's not the only one I've heard this some problems with the fingerprint reader on it. Have you experienced that on your device? Cause that. I, ha- to start I have off with
1: not. Okay. Yeah, no, it's a good question. Um, I haven't, I actually, I didn't think I'd like the new placement of the fingerprint sensor. The old one was on the back. So it was very convenient. Yeah. And yeah. maybe I even have one. No, Um, it was very convenient to kind of put your finger on the back of the sensor. And for those of you who can see the video, um, There was a sensor kind of right on the middle back where your pointer finger would go. So it was very convenient to use that fingerprint sensor. In the newer phones, they've done away with that. And in the Pixel 6 and Pixel 6 Pro, it's actually under the screen. But the placement of it, for me, I really like it. I'm going to, again, for those who are able to watch the video, it's, it's very conveniently located, though not in the awkward way I have to hold my phone so you guys can see it. Um, But it's conveniently located just kind of where your thumb naturally reaches. Mm -hmm. So and for me, it works really well. I mean, you do have a little bit of a learning curve where you've sort of got to deliberately place your thumb in the general area and kind of hold it for half a second before it'll open up. But for me, it has been working really well. With that said, I've had some other little wee bugs with the Pixel phone. Which was surprising for me because generally the Pixel phones are are quite bug-free, like I said. But when I was trying to set up, one of the features of the Pixel phone is what's called, oh my gosh, Material U. Which essentially lets you completely customize the look of the phone. So not just the wallpaper or the looks, but you can customize the color of the buttons. You can add widgets you can change the size so you can really do a lot more to make the phone your phone but when I was trying to play with this and trying to get it done I had this bizarre problem where I would change the background and change the color and change the themes and then I'd turn the phone off and when I came back to the phone it had kind of defaulted back to this Mm. basic black dark theme and I could not get it to work in the end I think it was related to what are called the live themes. And these are the ones where the screensaver kind of moves just a little bit in the background or the clouds will swirl, or if there's a boat, it'll sort of, you know, go through the frame. So once I switched off the live themes, it seemed to go away and I haven't noticed the problem since, but I was kind of surprised that this phone did seem a little bit buggier with some things than Mm -hmm. previous Pixel phones. But with that said, I still think it's a phenomenal phone.
0: Yeah. Well, well, let's talk about some of those good things here in just a second. Um, Joe clarifies, he says, it's an optical sensor, so it works fine as long as my finger is nice and clean. <laughs> about after half a day of working and dry fingers, it, it may only work mm. one out of 15 times. So it is, that would be a problem, you know, if you're out, I would think maybe even maybe even dirty hands of uh, mm-hmm. touching it, that may not, that sensor may not be sensitive enough the the other um, the other thing I've heard is that back you know is that back that people yeah. just got so used to putting their finger yes. back there and boom it's it been was hard. so convenient yeah, it's been hard. does it have facial um, will it unlock the screen via facial and I those kinds of things
1: don't think this one does now that I think about it I've been so involved in the fingerprint yeah. sensor.
0: I, I've Um, liked the fact, the fact that on the iPhone, I can be wearing my watch and, and and it'll unlock it for me when I go to look at it, even if I've got a mask on. And -hmm. so that's been a nice, that came at just the right time. (laughs) You know, that was probably not a feature that we needed, you know, two or three years ago. Right. Uh, But that's been a good, that has been a good feature. I haven't heard my kids complain about it either. So, you know, Mm -hmm. Joe, again, uh, Joe not trying to minimize that at all I'm sure that's uh, I'm sure that's a problem apparently they release an update for the carrier pixels but not the ones purchased directly from Google um, mm. so it sounds like maybe maybe that can be fixed for some or or what have you but
1: hopefully yeah that, that it's, could... it's so frustrating to get a phone that's not working as it should yeah especially when you invest a lot in it, and you're really hoping for it to be it's up here, and new. it's not quite there. Yeah. So the, I, I mean, really it does.
0: is. We have, we have gone into the, you know, the phones are just ridiculous now from a price, price perspective. Brian says, my wife picked up a Pixel 6 and really likes it overall, but finds it to be a little too big. And, and I think, mm. you know, if you're, you know, she's used to using a smaller phone. If you're coming from right. a smaller phone to some of these, I re- <laughs> I I go back. Okay. You're showing here. Let me go. Let me put you full screen.
1: I've got the whoops. Wrong way here. Um, The pixel six, which is here. And then the Apple iPhone, uh, I think we're calling it the pro. So it's the bigger model. They're pretty much the same size to me, but compared to one of the smaller iPhones. Yeah. The pixel is definitely less. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. It's a big phone. It it, Well, and I mean, again, that it competes in that, the iPhone Pro space, just kind of the biggest thing you can get. I'm kind of, you know, I think I'm in between that with just Mm -hmm. kind of the standard iPhone 12. I just got Sammy a 13. Um, Not that much different than the 12, just to be honest, a little bit better of a camera, but not, not much. Mm -hmm. Her, her and I both are kind of just, we just kind of use our phones, you know. Yeah. You know, like we just use them for stuff. But, um, uh, Tim, my son was over and we were, at, we had a fire was, you know, for Thanksgiving. We had a fire in the fire pit and he was, we were all checking out the stars. You know, it got dark at like four in the afternoon and like it does in the winter. And, um, he, of course, he had his Pixel out, and it's beautiful. I mean, it is. Yeah, just, it so takes
1: great night shots. Let's
0: let's talk. What do you like about it? So let's. I, I hate to go negative from the very beginning, but let, let's let's flip it over. What do you like about it? What kind of things did you, are you finding you you like?
1: The camera is amazing. I mean, Google has always made really outstanding cameras, and even even in their earliest phones, their cameras, in my opinion, were way better than anything else on the market. And they, they've kept that up. In the new Pixel 6 here, they've added a bunch of new, um, I call them photo editing features. Google calls them camera features, but to me, they're not really features of the camera. So they have this feature called Magic Eraser, for example, which lets you wipe out things in a photo that you don't want in the photo. So if you've got power lines in a great photo of your sunset, or you've got you know some junk on the floor in a great portrait or a shot of your dog you can erase it easily i mean in previous situations we all needed photoshop for that and we needed to figure out how the hell to use photoshop before we could do that <laughs> You're right. and i was never good at photoshop and to this day i still can't figure out most of the settings like it's so not user friendly mm-hmm. but the new features on the pixel phone are just they're they're touch and go. I mean, you can you just tap on the photo to erase what you want and it figures out the rest. You don't need to worry about layers and eraser and crazy features. It just, it works really well. So I've tried those out and I've really been enjoying using them. It's also got a really great zoom lens. Uh, I think it's four times optical zoom and then 20 times, I'm going off the top of my head, 20 times digital zoom. So... I mean, you can you can zoom in and see all kinds of stuff. And it, the optical zoom gives you a little, well, a lot clearer in some cases, a lot clearer view on something that's in a distance. Because using that digital zoom can kind of, I don't know the technical term for it. It's basically just blowing up the pixels and yeah. kind of expanding them. So it can get really grainy and really ugly really quickly. For sure. But that optical zoom goes a long way to giving you a really clear image, which I love.
0: Yeah, it's the only way to get, I think the only way to get really good zoom is with hardware. Like, you just Mm -hmm. can't, you can't, there's, you know, I guess, you know, if you had a, you know, a gigantic image and, and, you know, to start with and you zoom in on that. But, the, the lenses are so small, you know, it's just, it's hard to get that. So anytime you can get a physical lens in there, I think you're, I mean, mm-hmm. when we, when we started going, you know, I have, I have the two lenses on the, on the iPhone and of course the Pro has three. And anytime you, you go that route, I think you're just better off if you're going to be mm-hmm. using it as a, well. And you as cannot, your primary camera. Yeah. Yeah. How many, how many pictures? I mean, do you take a lot of pictures? Are you, you do that a lot?
1: I do. I think at last count, I had 55,000 photos on iCloud.
0: And how many of those are review pictures and that kind of thing versus personal?
1: There's a lot, but I also take a ton of photos when we travel. I, I take, you know, photos of when I bake a pie, I'll take, I take photos of everything and I like to, I like to look at them. I don't print them as much as I probably should, but I do use them. I use them for a lot of things. I'll use them for blogs. I'll use them for articles that I'm doing. So, and I, and I just like pictures. I like trying to pretend that I'm a photographer and I can be artsy. So, you know, digital film is cheap and I get to experiment. And I love that.
0: <laughs> it's almost too cheap. Cause then yeah. you, have, you put all these pictures in the cloud and then the cloud comes back and says, Hey, we need more money. Cause you're, yes. <laughs> you're <laughs> filling us up. But
1: Google okay. is doing to me right now.
0: I know. I know they kind of hold you hostage yeah. too. They're like, yeah. Well, I, mean, they're I, just, I ended, ended up having to record. upgrade
1: my iCloud. Finally,
0: yeah, yeah. But I
1: try to do a purge two or three times a year. I'll go back through and kind of delete all the, you know, the ninety-six different angles of the Pixel phone that I took for my review. That uh-huh. I ended up using three shots. So I do try and kept, try and keep it clean. But it's well,
0: not that and, easy. and Google does a nice job of saying, "Hey." You got some things you took pictures of that you might want to delete, like their screenshots (laughs) or, yeah, Yeah. those kinds of things. And so they do a, they do a a nice job of that. What about, uh, what about battery life? So this is always, you know, we're getting better at this, Mm -hmm. but have you had it long enough to kind of know battery life and charging?
1: Yeah, I don't generally run some of the. More detailed battery tests that some other reviewers will do. I just sort of will use the phone as I feel like a normal person would. And you do get all day battery life out of a Pixel phone. And again, this is another feature of the phone that I think Google realized early on people were really frustrated about. With the iPhones, you were kind of just getting, I mean, in the early days, you were getting eight hours, and then the older the phone got, the smaller the battery life got. So I think Google really has done a good job at trying to make sure that you get a lot of battery life. It's about 24 hours, they say. So, I mean, everything depends on how much you use your phone and what you're using it for and, you know, how much the screen wakes up and that kind of stuff. But it's, um, you know, if I'm using the phone just sort of on light duty, I can easily get a couple of days out of a single charge, which I can generally not do unless it's with a brand new out-of-the-box iPhone. It doesn't even compare.
0: That is, um that's amazing in the sense, though, for me, I'm so used to just plugging my phone in at night. It doesn't, like, I I, I don't, I can't imagine a situation where I would need it longer than 24 mm-hmm. hours. So I don't mm-hmm. really... I don't really think about it that way. One of the interesting things on this, you got a picture of it and we'll show it again here. It does reverse charging as well. Yes. And oh, okay. Like I, I didn't even Reverse notice. Chi. I didn't know this could be a thing. Is, has this been a thing that I have been missing? Like, are there what? other phones that do this or is this, is this the
1: Samsung new? phones have done this for, I want to say at least the last couple of generations of Samsung phones. And I, think samsung may have been the first to do it though don't quote me on that google has more recently adopted this and i don't think apple has it at all as far as i know but it's it's convenient i mean you can pop your headphones your google pixel buds if you've got them on the back of the phone and turn on the charging and you know give them enough juice to be able to use them you can also charge another phone through the back of your phone which is pretty mind-blowing i mean if you're out with someone and their phone is dying you can give them a few more minutes of juice just by putting your phones back to back which is a super convenient option for a lot of people
0: does it need to be a pixel or a a google or a a samsung phone to do that Reverse charging or not not generally.
1: It's just yeah. If it's uh if it's a qi compatible device, it should work with the reverse wireless charging. Wow. I didn't
0: even see, I didn't even know that was a thing. Like (laughs) now I'm not gonna be able to stop thinking about that. I'm gonna be like, oh
1: you're gonna have to get some devices that need wireless charging and try it out.
0: Remember when we used to buy the cases and it had the big battery, the extra battery thing on the
1: back. Who made those? What was that company's name? Mophie? Morphe?
0: I think it was Mophie. Something? I think it was Mophie? Mophie. Yeah, I think, I think you had it right. Yeah, I had one of those and it would, you know, because I think we were, you know, getting six to eight hours in those days. Yeah. And, right? You needed a little bit more to Definitely. get it done.
1: Especially if you were traveling or doing something for work and, yep.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So it, that, that this is, now all of a sudden I'm kind of like, hey, wait a minute. I didn't know I could do this reverse charging. One of the... So, Aaron, for me, one of the things I do with phones now is, when I buy the phone, I'm buying, in that moment, I'm buying accessories, or they're not ever going to be bought. Like, it's one of those things, mm. accessories change so fast. And I, you buy them, it always, I always felt like I bought them three months before I changed phones, and then they never worked with the new phones, right? And I was like, oh! So I just put a policy in, like, okay, when I buy the phone, I'm going to get just the, just the um, accessories that I want. And then no, no buying things in, in between, right? Well, I, but I, I, so I kind of go back and forth on these, on this charging idea. You know, at night, I really just plug it in and set it on my nightstand, and it's just fine. Like, I don't need it, I'm not using it as mm-hmm. a nightlight or a clock or any of those kinds. I don't need any more light, just to be honest, in the room. Right. So, um uh, and, and I have an Apple watch, but I really, I charge that thing down here at my desk. And when I go to bed mm-hmm. at night, I take it off and put it on the charger. I go, up. I don't, again, I don't want it in the room shining a bright light that's in there. So that's probably why, like, I, I don't, I mean, I even, I bought the, the, um, MagSafe case. Mm-hmm. For this. I don't have a single MagSafe <laughs> charger for it, which is, it's just pathetic, right? It's just pathetic. Are there other are there other um, accessories or other things for this that y- y- that that you've been using or you'd like to use?
1: Google makes a pixel stand, which is a Chi wireless charging stand. and I got one a couple of generations back on the phone and I thought, hmm... I guess, but I'm with you. Like I'm not using the phone. I don't need to see the screen necessarily when it's charging in a stand so that I can touch stuff or use it. But the stand is actually really well designed and it's quite a nice piece. And it'll charge anything that's chi. I mean, it'll charge my iPhone. It doesn't have to be a Google phone. So I really like it. And they've recently redesigned that stand um, when I was surfing around and noticed. So, I like the stand a lot. I think it's quite handy. It's quite a beautiful device. And their cases, Google's cases, they, they always seem to hit the nail on the head with the cases for me. They did a couple phones back, they were doing these sort of fabric, nice fabric wrapped cases, almost like a knit kind of fabric, if I can describe it that way. Um, and just really comfortable, really durable. And then with the new ones, they've done this sort of plastic, like siliconey plastic that ends up, it does a really good job of cutting the notch on the back of the phone because yeah. the Pixel phone, because of that optical uh, optical zoom, there's quite a significant bump out in the back of the phone, probably five millimeters, which is maybe a quarter of an inch mm, for my American eight. friends. Maybe an eighth. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'll take your word for it, yeah. but it's a significant bump out and it prevents the phone from laying flat. So when you end up putting the case on the Google Pixel phone, it makes it so that the phone is rather flat and streamlined. And that yeah. helps quite a bit, you know, getting it in and out of your pocket and so forth.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that for that reason. My son has the Pro. He got the Pixel Pixel Pro Pro. And it's big. I mean, it is gigantic. Mm -hmm. And then he's got a gigantic case on it as well. Yes. It's a brick. I mean, it is, it is a big, it is a big device, but he, he loves that case. He's, I was like, whoa, that phone is huge. He's like, well, it's mostly case at this point. But (laughs) it, it does really kind of hide the bump out in that. I'll Mm -hmm. be honest, that bump out does not look good. Like you I think you have No, 48. I'm
1: surprised. Yeah. Yeah. I think you really do. And a lot of I mean, a lot of phones nowadays have a significant bump out. And I'm trying to even I just want to check if I can get the case off my older Google yeah, phone man. that I have here. The, the and has see one. how big. The, yeah. No, I mean it's it's barely a millimeter. It's, yeah. It's hardly anything that's at all. True. So that's true. The new bump out is rather significant. So I mean, minimized with the case, but every phone has something, right? If it's not a notch, it's a bump out, it's a camera array, it's, you know, we keep demanding smaller and thinner phones, but we want them to do more and better things. So there's got to be a trade-off somewhere,
0: right? no, right on, right on. Um, I had, I've been doing a lot of live, or I've been doing a lot of work with translations lately. I figured out Mm. a way with, with the podcast. So at work, uh, we do a whole bunch of different podcasts now, and six of them are in other languages that I produce. And I've been kind of thinking, like, boy, it would be great if I could listen to these in language without having to hire a translator. Like that—that's not an ROI I'll ever get back. On those, it's expensive. You know, it's right one hundred and fifty to two hundred dollars an hour to hire a translator to come and do this. I just—that's just not going to work. But uh, I started using, uh, so nobody knows this, but Skype has some, remember the old Skype? It's still around. Yes. It's got it sure live is. translation built into it. And so I can turn Ooh. on, say you were speaking um, a French-Canadian, right? And, and um, uh, we, we could, you, although I don't think that's one of the ones supported, but let's just say it's French because that one is. And you could, you could be speaking French, and it would be then in my ears, there would be a delay and then it would translate. It does a little bit too fast, does it? It's a little, they still hmm. need some work on it, but it right. actually helps me understand it. We've got these translation things on our phone. And I think with this Pixel 6, there was some commitment to live translations. Have you, um, have you tried that? Does it work? Give me a rundown on live translation.
1: Oh, my gosh. The translation and interpretation features of this phone are mind-blowing. They have sort of a live translation feature, which you can hold the camera up to something, and then you'll tap on Google Lens, and then there's a translate button. But you can essentially hold it up to any sign or a newspaper, and it will give you a translation on screen of exactly what is in the camera frame and what it says It works amazingly well. It's super accurate. And then there's also an interpretation feature, which lets you choose two languages. So if you're traveling somewhere where you legitimately don't speak the language, you can plug in the two languages and then the phone will listen for you to speak. So what it does is you say something in English and then you've chosen Spanish as your output language, for example. It will, you speak into the phone The phone will listen and then it will translate it aloud for the person you're speaking with into Spanish. And then when they reply back in Spanish, it'll translate it for you into English. And I spent a bit of time playing around with this and it works so well. I've been thinking about going, you know, to like Germany or Vienna and, you know, a little nervous that I don't speak the language. I speak Spanish. I don't speak you know, I can understand French. I don't speak German. I would be very intimidated to, to, to go and try and find my way around. I would bring the new pixel six or pixel six pro just for that interpretation feature alone, because it lets you communicate with someone in real time without having to worry about like, well, hang on, let me figure out what you said and how you spell that. And then I'll type it into something and then maybe I'll get a translation. So the translation and interpretation features on the Pixel 6 as we loosen up all of our travel restrictions and start going places again this is the phone for the traveler to have with them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: Well, I'm I'm really interested in the concept because it was w- what sparked I've been thinking about this for a couple years um of finding a way to listen in on these conversations and Google Translate kind of has a way to do it. You have to keep clicking the Listen button, and then it would, Mm. it kind of struggled a little bit. Um, uh, Skype got, nailed it. Well, I I listened, I did Portuguese, Chinese, and uh, Spanish. And it actually did Chinese the best, which is crazy, Mm. uh, because it's really hard. English to Chinese is super hard and back and forth. Portuguese is a, you know, derivative of Spanish. Or it's, it's, it's pretty close. I really expect the Spanish to be better because it's an easier, between English and Spanish, it's pretty easy mm-hmm. uh, for the machine and n- not so much. What mm-hmm. sparked it was I was on a call last Tuesday with, in, it, that was mixed Portuguese and English speakers. And they had hired somebody to come for the call. And in Zoom, you can turn on the translate feature and tell who's the translator then you can choose the language that, that you're, you're listening in. And the translator is going back and forth. So when someone's speaking Portuguese, that translator speaking English. When Mm -hmm. someone's speaking English, the translator speaking Portuguese. And just like you'd imagine at the UN, you, you're watching someone speak, and then their voice dims, and you hear this person speaking. Like, and I've never really had that. That's been out of touch for most people. Like, that's, getting a translator is hard in a lot of cases. Yeah. And, Aaron, it, it, being able to understand, like, it, 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 all of a sudden, I was like, oh, I mean, I think as English speakers, we get kind of used to, like, everybody speaks English kind of thing, you know, Um, and they don't. But, but, so, like, technologies like this on the phone, Right, and I think the iPhone has a version. There's a there's an, there's an iPhone Translate app. I don't. I I need to try it to see how well it works. But I really think that's the future of this kind of medium for us, for you and me both. That you're doing your review, and someone and not closed caption, yeah. and not crappy, the crappy translations that YouTube does. Right. You know what we. It actually does a pretty good job. Like, we're so spoiled. But I I think, I mean, for someone to come, for someone from China to be able to come and listen to us right now and have that auto-translate for them vocally or in their ears, I think that's the game changer. I think that's the future. So uh, as I look at, as I look at this on the phones and it's doing a really good job, I'm kind of hoping, okay, maybe some of this technology will make its way into YouTube. They do own YouTube, right? Right. Could be better than what we're getting out of YouTube right now. But don't you think, you know, your ability to do a review and then someone to be able to listen to it in another language, don't you think that'd be super valuable?
1: I think that's amazing. And I think we would, I mean, you think about the communications possibilities that we've opened up just in the last 10 years but the ability for live translation and to interact with people all over the world in languages we can't even begin to, to understand is it's really mind blowing and it's really cool.
0: I'd like the experience to be not off of a phone, but off earbuds. So you would be talking to somebody. Pixel buds can do that. Yep. Put pixel buds in or whatever. And then, and then do it between the two, and you're he- that way you're not trying to hear it off the phone, you're hearing it, right? Yeah, you know, although
1: it does make it, I did find that it was kind of it seemed to work well because, like, you've established that the phone is here in front of us, and this is going to be our translator, so everybody kind of knows to talk, like, to wait their turn. Whereas when you're wearing the pixel buds and using the live translate feature on those. They, the other person can't tell what you've heard and when it's finished. You know what I mean? So this is almost like having that person there who's adjudicating the conversation for you so you know when everybody's done speaking and you can move on with the conversation. I mean, a little more stilted, but at least everybody's on the same page.
0: Yeah, and I think it can only get better. And Yes. Where it's at today is pretty darn good. Like I can... I can do a podcast in Portuguese because of what they're saying. I mean, I don't know any Portuguese. I don't even know any Spanish, but at least we have a language. You know, we have this Clifton Strengths tool that we talk about, and some of the words are the same, so I can kind of figure out what they're saying. Um, I can hear names and some of those kinds of things, but um, the the ability to really understand it is, like, now I'm like, I I think I'm going to be able to understand what they're saying, and at least get the gist. I'll miss some of the nuance, because we just can't, I I don't know if we'll ever be able to get the machine to do nuance, right? The the sarcasm.
1: Inflection or tone. Yeah, sarcasm is a good Tone,
0: right? Passion, right? Those kinds Mm -hmm. of things. Emojis. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I don't know. i actually, maybe if we communicated with more emojis, those are pretty universal. So, you know, maybe, maybe we could do more of that. So, um, uh, super cool. I'm going to, I'm going to, this is a feature I'm going to be keeping my eyes on a lot just because it, it's, I think over the next 10 or 15 years, it's the future of podcasting. Oh, um, definitely. From a global standpoint. And um, super cool. Uh, what else? On the phone, other features that were on there that were, that you were looking for or that were um, surprising to you?
1: Hmm, no, I think the magic eraser feature was probably my favorite feature. Mm. And I mean, every everything on a Pixel phone works so well. I I still love it's a couple generations in now, but the recorder feature, which will live transcribe, you know, if you're at a lecture or a class or doing an interview with someone, which I, I do quite frequently. This will transcribe the conversation for you. I used to have to have conversations and interviews, you know, when I worked in news media, I used to transcribe them by hand and it would take forever, but this does it as you're speaking and live and it's extremely accurate. So the recorder app in Pixel phones is one of my favorite apps. Great for anybody that's got to take notes. Great for students. Great for journalists. Great for podcasters too. There's what else is there? There is there's a couple other photo features like motion mode where you can sort of play with the background and either blur it out or cut it out. Um, What else? Long exposure. There's that color focus feature, which lets you make something in the foreground or keep something in the foreground in its color. And then it blurs out kind of the background and makes it more black and white or monochromatic. I don't love that feature as much. I think it's, it was overused probably about 10 years ago and now it looks a little dated, but you can sort of do it easily with a tap now. And then, I mean, you know, Gmail and all the other fun stuff that comes with a pixel phone is, it all works really well.
0: In your review, you mentioned calling assistant uh, or assistance. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, there's a few things. So, Calling assistance, there's sort of a few things under that calling assistance banner. One of them is supposed to be wait times, which when you dial in the number to your Pixel phone, it's supposed to pop up this timeline, I guess, of best times to call. So the example they provided is, you know, call the IRS and see what happens. So I tried calling the IRS and nothing popped up for me. And I tried calling a Canadian airline and nothing popped up for me. So I don't know whether that's some problem with my smartphone carrier, my cellular carrier up here, or it's just not quite Canada ready, but I couldn't get the wait times feature to work for me. That's another one of those bugs I was talking about earlier where some of the features just aren't quite ready for prime time. But I, if any of my American friends have had experience with this and it's working for them, I'd love to hear about it. They also added some safety features Google pixel phones have been able to in America anyway to detect car crashes and call for help and emergencies but they've recently added a kind of a neat feature where you can set your phone if you're walking or jogging or going somewhere um, I mean there's there's also other kinds of implications for this if you i mean the op- the opioid ep- epidemic not to sort of turn this to a a bit of a grim turn but You know, if you're using something and you need to alert someone if something goes wrong, this is one of those features where you can set this up and then you can tell the phone sort of how much time to give you and what to do if you don't respond within a certain time. Maybe you're going somewhere to meet someone that you probably shouldn't be meeting if you've got to set your phone to call for help potentially if you don't trigger it. But it's kind of a neat feature. I mean, we've um, up here in Canada, there's some organizations that are using a similar feature for opioid addicts, where you set this app on your phone, and it'll call for help if you don't respond. So if you've potentially overdosed on something, you can you can get help, though you won't be able to call for it yourself. So there's all kinds of really cool implications for that, and and I really like the fact that Google is taking that personal safety aspect so seriously.
0: I think uh, they showed this off oh a couple of years ago, and it would you know you can it would schedule an appointment for you, so you could say, "Hey, I want I need this at the doctor's office," and it would call like and it would it would actually tell them, hey I've never really trust. I, listen, I don't even trust a human assistant <laughs> to, take, to, take on my, to take on my calendar. It, it works several times. I've been in like, hey, uh, you could use an assistant. And I'm like, right. I've got my calendar. It's just fine. Yeah. Like, don't, I'm good. I don't, I have enough trouble managing myself. I don't need to manage somebody else in the process. Yes. Right? So, well, they've um, got those
1: telemarketer features too, though, on yeah. the Pixel phone, where if you have a call coming in that you don't know who it's for, you can sort of let the Google Assistant manage the call for you. And if it, it does turn out to be your dentist's office, you can accept the call, that and would if be it's helpful. just somebody who's who's telemarketing you, that would be the helpful. Google assistant will give them the brush off for I, you
0: i get I'm sure that's available. I should probably dig in a little bit on the iPhone. I'm sure that's available. It's just easy to hit on my watch, like hang up and decline you know, yeah decline hang up, hang up, hang up, hang up. that has been i'll be honest um uh, the having the watch having the phone on the watch has been way more helpful than I thought. I was out working in the yard today left the phone in the house on purpose. Uh, I was really waiting for a call from my chiropractor. I was hoping to get an appointment tomorrow. I've had a pinched nerve in my neck since Wednesday night. And yeah, there's nothing like going through Thanksgiving. You know, you're not getting into anybody (laughs) on Thanksgiving. It's, it just doesn't happen. No, that's true. I was hoping he was going to be open on Friday. But that would have been one of those situations where I would have missed his call. And I was outside and my watch buzzed. And to be able to take the call on the watch. And here's the amazing thing it's a normal phone call. Like, it's not one of these, mm-hmm. they can't hear you, you can't hear them. The Apple Watch phone experience is
1: really, really good. It's good. It is good. Yeah. It sounds good. And it it doesn't sound like you're talking into your shoe or whatever. Well, yes, that movie where have, they have the shoe have phone and the watch phone. Exactly.
0: And... Yeah. Get Smart was, I think he had, Get it, he smart. had, he had it, it in his shoe. But you don't have to like you don't have to hold it up to your ear to to listen to it. You can turn it up with the with the mm-hmm. dial. That's on the digital
1: it. I mean, crown.
0: Yeah, have you have you monkeyed with that with any of the other watches uh, of taking calls on the other watches? And is it as good on some of the other ones?
1: I have not. I tried a couple of the Samsung watches with Samsung phones and iPhones a few years back and haven't really played with any other watches aside from the Apple Watch. I think I have a 5, an Apple Watch 5. I'm currently testing the Fitbit Charge 5, so I'm not wearing my Apple Watch. But I do like the Apple Watch 4. Again, to pull back what we were saying earlier for the seamless ability to just connect to things. You get those alerts, you get those messages. The phone is easy to answer and hang up and you don't have to try and figure out like, did I hang up or am I still on? I don't know. So, I mean, it works. It works seamlessly with an iPhone, but there's a large section of the population that doesn't have iPhones. Oh,
0: right on, right on. Well, I do. And that's all that matters. No, just kidding. Um, (laughs) It, it is. It has been. Uh, that's a feature that I've used a lot, a lot more than I thought I would um, on that. And so, you know, even today, it was one of those where you could, I was remote. I didn't want to have my phone on me. With the holiday, I've been really trying to not be on my phone uh, mm-hmm. this week and was doing some yard work and was outside. And my chiropractor called me and he's like, Hey, is 8.15 going to be okay? I'm like, yes. <laughs> Can it be 8.15 tonight? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, my neck is really jacked up. But, but um, it, it was, it was handy to have that available. Mm-hmm. So um, what version of the, what, what version of the Pixel did you have before this? What's I think
1: I've had Pixel? all of them. So you had the I five have, before. I have the five. I had
0: nine, the four. Nine day I've difference? I had a chance to try all of them. N- nine day no. difference between five and six or just kind of an upgrade?
1: No, it's kind of a small upgrade. I mean, some of those features are fun to have, but I mean, a lot of companies, Google included, will roll out some of them in firmware updates to older phones anyway when they can. You know, you're not going to suddenly get four times optical zoom on a phone that didn't have that lens in the first place, but it's easy enough to add some of those photo editing features. So I think if you already had a Pixel 5, probably don't need to upgrade but i also feel that way about you know the iphone 10 or the 12 you're probably fine there's a few cool features but you know but if you're two years out or two generations out of of your phone so it's a worthy upgrade and i mean they always you know the new chips i think google's new chip is called the tensor um first made by google chip if i'm remembering correctly okay. and it's going to give you a little more speed now are you going to notice that speed i don't but i mean you know we're talking fractions of seconds here so you know are are you going to sit there with a stopwatch and figure out how much faster your email is loading no probably not but you know it gives you that overall feeling of man this phone is better it's faster it's it's improved yeah. i like it yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, my boys jumped on it. I think three of the four have new Pixel 6s in their hands already. I think they were kind of lined up and, you know, I should probably have them on the show too. <laughs> like they're, I mean, they are gadget nerds in, in uh, my Drobo died. Oh, a couple of weeks ago and I got it working again and I pinged one of my sons and I was like, Hey, do you have an extra hard drive? That mine are all in use. And I want to test this thing. He's like, Yeah, I've got four, like, 500 gig SSDs or five. I, I don't know. You, you want to use those? Nice. I was like, Yeah, I was like, Oh, okay. He's like, <laughs> I'm not using them. them. <laughs> yeah, I was like, he's not like, I'm not using them. I'm like, I should probably have him on the show uh, to talk about these things. Um, so if you were going to choose between a 13, an iPhone 13, and a Pixel 6, from what you hmm. know, what would you,
1: there's, Another know there's the phone I want and yeah. then there's the phone I need. Yeah. So the phone I want is the pixel phone. Okay. And I, I wish, I wish I could migrate my work home and business life to everything Google, but I, I can't and I probably won't <laughs> yet. So the iPhone works for me with the MacBook Pro, which works with the Apple Watch, which works with the iPad, which works with the cloud, and everything is seamless. I mean, for me, I spend a lot of time shooting video on my iPhone when I'm doing reviews, and dumping all of that footage to the MacBook is just seamless with AirDrop. And I've shot stuff on my Pixel phone and had to... You know, go on and either download it physically to the computer from the Google cloud, or i mean there's there's really not a good way that I've found to just sort of airdrop or Bluetooth or transfer over the air. You really have to go on you have to log into your Google account, you've got to physically download stuff to your hard drive and that's not as seamless for me. it's not as quick it takes time and you know, for me, everything I have right now is in the Apple world. And yeah, yeah, yeah. they've they've yeah. got me. And <laughs> I mean, I I what was it? It was probably about 10 years ago I switched from, you know, everything Microsoft and uh it would have been a BlackBerry at the time. Yeah. And decided like, okay, I'm getting a new computer. And then I, you know, about a year later I got the iPhone. And just, you know, as those seamless connections and things started to come and things started to work better together it just started to make so much more sense and i think it would be a real challenge for me to go back or to go to an entirely different setup unless somebody can show me it's just as seamless and it's going to work just as well
0: yeah yeah it's 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 I have a Mac Mini. I have a, a you know a, a watch. I have the I think I have four the version and an iPhone 12. And it God just all works. It all works really nice together, you know. Yet I have five Windows PCs down here, so it's not like I've le- <laughs> not like I've left the ecosystem. There's some things that I still do and kind of trust on Windows. So I always say I'm a Mac world surrounded by Microsoft. <laughs> you know, in a lot of ways. And and those two worlds actually live together really, really well. And so it's a little different on, you know, on Windows, you can connect your Android phone to your Windows. Mac or or, uh, Apple has not allowed that, that integration to really happen uh, yet. So there's some areas where, you know, Windows or Microsoft is with, Mm -hmm. you know, Microsoft plus Android is better. Mm-hmm. You know, but yes. but um certainly I'm...
1: Well, I've- and Samsung is working on that, too. I know Samsung's ability from computers, and I think it's... I'm not sure if it's still called this. I haven't played with a bunch of Samsung gearing in quite a while. But they had this platform called Dex, had or have, yep. where you can sort of dock your phone and connect it to your laptop, and it just you know, kind of like Apple where you can access all of your files on all of your devices and all your photos and all of your devices. It was meant to create that seamless experience again. I never got a chance to put that into practice and try it out to that extent. It was only just sort of coming out as, you know, the last time I, I got to play with the Samsung phone. But I mean, that's, I think what if, if companies want us all to come on board the way Apple has been able to get us all on board, I mean, gosh, we've got the watch, we've got the phone, we've got the fancy headphones, we've got all of it. Yeah. The stuff has to work yeah. perfectly together, work together or, or yeah. it's a hassle.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Well, uh, the, like I said, my boys jumped head, head first into this. They got it on launch day. They waited for it. They got them. They're in their hands. They love them. And, and I think, What's crazy, in, in our house, everybody is Android except my daughter, Sammy, and I, who are still iPhone. And I'm, yeah. you're, I'm not going to change at this point. You know, it's like, eh, I'm good. I'm good unless Apple does something crazy. Right. But, um, and she was getting ready to jump to the Pixel. She had an old Pixel. By the time she got to change to it, it was already out of support. Mm. So I just bought it at the 13. I'm like, okay, we get a couple more years here and you can start making your own phone, phone purchasing decisions, you know, at that point. So, so it's, uh, what, what we've landed on is Facebook messenger for communication. Mm,
1: for the whole family.
0: For the whole family. Yeah. And yeah. I,
1: I was going to ask if it was something like that or WhatsApp, yeah, for example. Yeah.
0: No, we've, we've landed on messenger. I, you're not allowed to leave it. Uh, I've tried. <laughs> I get added <laughs> right back in. It's like, I mean, quickly too. I'm like, are you watching this oh. all the time? My wife, like, you can't <laughs> leave this, right? You know, she says to me, um, so we land on Facebook Messenger as a family, kind of the family chat, so to speak. We did create a family Discord group to, to move, to, to be a little less Facebook specific. You know, every, every once mm-hmm. in a while, Facebook like does something really stupid and everybody's like, can we just leave Facebook? <laughs> So I created a Discord channel for just the family. And a few of the kids joined it, and then it kind of died. So I imagine it'll come back at some point. But, yeah, um, and we'll go, we'll we'll go to that. It's mostly cats. Like, the family chat, let's just be really, really clear. Mike, we love cats. And they call (laughs) it They call it the cat. I'm
1: not sure I knew this about you, Jim.
0: Yeah, yeah. How come there's
1: never any cats like wandering through the frame? I won't allow them. They're afraid of
0: me. They're afraid of me. I'm a dog. I'm (laughs) listen. I'm a dog guy living in a cat world, and uh, I'd rather have dogs, but uh, but my family likes cats. So that's kind of where we've landed to make that ecosystem kind of work across um, most of the. You know, I think Sarah has a pixel four or five, four. Mm. I think she's got the four. Now the kids have the sixes. So it, that seems to be the best, like the best of both worlds. Do we just kind of make it work in Messenger and, and, um, you know, kind of works that way. Great review on your site. I'll put a link to that. We talked about most of it, but I'll put a link to it in the show notes if you want to go out there and take a, a, a peek at it. Um, Aaron, as we uh as we kind of, I'm almost gonna say wrap things up. We'll give it a few extra minutes, but you, it goes fast, doesn't it? Like when it does, it really does. You and I, you've talked a lot about this here on Home Gadget Geeks, but we spent a little bit of time. You know, these crazy Echo devices just keep getting. You know, this is funny because years ago I put a 24 inch touchscreen up in my kitchen, running Windows. And I had a little, I had a little um, uh, kangaroo made a little PC that would, would run Windows at the time, 8 or 10, whatever. And, and I tried to turn that into a touchscreen kitchen, talk to it. It, Microsoft never really got it right. Amazon, no, (laughs) no, (laughs) definitely not. Uh, Too much, too much power. It needed too many things, right? But Amazon, you know, started with these tubes, then entered Mm -hmm. in with a 3-inch or 4-inch screen, 5, maybe, whatever, and has been 5, and then 8. And now we're looking at a 15.6. These things just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. This one, this new Echo Show 15, I think the last time you were on, we were talking about an Echo Show 10, right? Yes, Uh, we we, we were. Uh, we've kind of gone beyond the kitchen usage of this and it goes somewhere else. So talk a little bit about this. You've seen this. Do you have, do you have one coming? Are you going to get to review this?
1: So the thing about these new Echo devices, they're getting larger and what they're trying to do is really create these family hubs, I guess, to maybe rip off some of Samsung's lingo, but it's meant to be this device that everybody in the family can use There's recognition when somebody comes into the room so it can respond appropriately if it sees you come in. Um, There's more recognition, more facial recognition. You can mount these on the wall if you want and they'll mount either horizontally or vertically. You can put it on the counter. It's almost like it feels like we're trying to bridge this gap between something the size of a TV and those desktop countertop screen devices. And I bet it won't be long before either, you know, Alexa or Google are available inside our TVs and our TVs just become these portals for us when we're not watching stuff on them. Sorry, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> and uh, there you, you go. You, She's you not sure heard. if that's going to happen. <laughs> They're always listening to us. Yes. But the thing about this device in particular, the 15, the Echo Show 15, is they want this to sort of integrate more into your life. So if you have it in the kitchen, it'll teach you how to cook. You can use it as a photo frame. And, you know, then it'll spring to life with reminders or calendar updates about your life. So it really wants to be much more of a digital butler to your to your home and to your family than ever before so i'm hoping to get hands on with this soon i think it's going to be really cool i like having digital assistants in my life i spent a couple of months last winter without one and found myself constantly starting to call for the Google assistant to give me the weather or tell me the current temperature or to make a note or add something to my grocery list. And I was like, ah, no one is listening to me. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, it's funny how quickly they become part of your life and, and, and just help you with so many tasks. So I like having digital assistants around. I think I generally use Google a little more than Alexa, but I've got them all over the house in different situations and different places because I have the privilege of being able to try a bunch of these different devices. I can kind of keep both systems sprinkled around the house and try them both. Siri doesn't cut it for me. Bixby is terrible. That's Samsung's digital assistant. Google and Alexa are definitely two of the, best, smartest, and most capable digital assistants, and it's neck and neck for them. I mean, I think there was there was a brief time when Alexa was smarter, and then Google kind of caught up, and then Google was reigning supreme, and then Alexa kind of caught up, and I would say if you're trying to choose a smart home ecosystem and a smart digital assistant, if you don't already have a setup, you would do really well to to pick either one. Um, each one of them has different capabilities, but they're both equally capable. Um, and when I say different capabilities, for example, the Alexa devices integrate really well with ring home systems, their cameras, their alarms, their lights. So if you've already got something like that, an Alexa system might be a really good choice for you. If you've got, you know, some of the Google Nest system, Google bought Nest a couple of years back if you've got a nest smart thermostat or some of their cameras for example then you'll probably want to lean more towards the google assistant so kind of depends what you're into and what you're looking for
0: okay but price wise for a second so just as an example the here let me bring this let me bring this back up so the the old echo show 5 um, and you can get these for 30 uh during Christmas time, it seems like, you know, during, they, they, you, know, you buy a box of cereal and these things are $30 that come along with them, but $60. Then the, the Echo Show 8 is coming in at 105 The Echo Show 10, which is what we talked about last time you were on, and the Echo Show 15 are both $330. Now, this is, this is American dollars. I mean, it, you're going to have to take out a second mortgage, Aaron, if you're going to actually buy this thing in Canada.
1: That's I'm actually surprised that it's that close in price to the 10. And if that's the case, having used the 10 and I still have the 10 in my kitchen right now, yeah. that's honestly, that's that's all you need. So... I'm excited to get hands-on with the 15 to see if it really brings so much more. And I can't quite remember off the top of my head, but there might also be individual recognition. So if you've got a family, like it can customize the calendar alerts and the reminders and stuff to individual family members, I think. Don't quote me on that. But, I mean, it'll be hard to see if it's if it's worth it. But I mean, if it's close enough in price to the 10 and you were already going to spend it on the 10, maybe you just want to go big and go for the 15.
0: I know. I'm not sure if I can justify a $330 unit in the kitchen. I mean, we use a 5. And Brian is asking, do do you happen to know if the calendar on it can import iCal data? It
1: can. Yes, you can actually set it up. Um, I think both Google and Alexa do that now, but you can use Apple Calendar and some of the Apple features on either device.
0: I don't know if I want my family knowing my calendar. Like, I have them pretty snowed, you know, today. Like, they they think I'm busy all day. Yeah, I know. I can't drive anywhere. No, No, I can't. I'm too busy watching YouTube videos. (laughs) Well, they don't hear that last part, watching YouTube videos, right? They they just hear that I'm too busy. Um, I think I could justify the hundred dollar uh, Echo Show eight in the kitchen. You know, and mm-hmm. listen, we use ours just like you use yours. Timers, uh, add, add things to the shopping list. Um, you know, all go up on Saturdays. One of the cool features on Saturdays, if I'm watching a podcast down here on YouTube. Yeah, And I want to go up and make lunch, I can, I can just go up there and say, Hey, play this on YouTube. It'll open the Safari browser and, or not Safari. Yeah. The, I would say Amazon's Silk. There it is. Silk, right. It'll open the Silk browser and, and start playing. It actually works really, really well, right? And it starts playing live and I can listen to it there. But that 330 that, which is a million dollars in Canada. Yes. Is, <laughs> that for me, that's a deal breaker. I'm not sure I can justify anywhere in the house a hub,
1: yeah, you know well, and especially you know with a lot of these devices getting at least voice capabilities into TVs I know a lot of the um oh my gosh, I think like there's Android TVs now where you can talk to Google through your TV. So, you know, is is having that extra screen in the kitchen going to be that much more valuable? The thing where it might be helpful is if you're going to watch Amazon Prime TV while you're making dinner. And I love putting on a great cooking show or a TV program while I'm making dinner. So maybe this is the audience they're trying to cater to.
0: Yeah. Well, you almost had me convinced to buy that show 10 the last time you were on. And I was I like, love it. I love I need, I need the five to break. Like that's, it's tough for me to go Well, I get a little better sound. We listen, we listen to a lot yeah. of music in the kitchen. So that 10 would be nice. I just, you know what, I'm going to set a honey alert for that and or a slick deal alert. And if that Christmas
1: thing is coming, maybe someone needs a gift idea for Jim. If that,
0: <laughs> if that drops below 300, I, I think maybe. I really want to pay $199 for (laughs) it. Is that
1: your thresholds like one ninety nine? That kinda is. Yeah.
0: That kinda is. I mean, two hundred dollars in the kitchen is I mean, there's not too many. You get your range and your microwave. Yeah. And but you know, the the appliances that are in there, beyond that, there's not a lot of gadgets in there that are that are are more expensive than that. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have to think through, wow. Now in our case, we listen to a lot of music so that I would actually go for the show ten still before mm-hmm. I went for the fifteen, even seeing what it can do. Um, because the we listen to so much music in the kitchen that really does does become kind of the hub and and then what I've started doing too is so I brew coffee and I use it as a timer. so mm. we perk it, so I say, okay, set a timer for eight minutes and thirty seconds on high. and that alert that. yeah, that alerts me to watch the I wait for the quick perk, and then as soon as it does that, I hit it on low. By the way, a smart range would do that for me.
1: So the <laughs> true.
0: No, it would. It would be awesome. Uh, recently, I've been trying to then, then I, those, then I let it brew for five minutes. And I come down here, and I start working on my computer. And all of a sudden, I hear the alarm going on up there. And I need to learn. I'm trying to teach myself, put the alarm on the Studio Echo. So, hey, A-Lady, hey set a timer for five minutes on the studio echo so that it goes off down here, not goes off in the kitchen, you know, and where I can't hear it. So there's still some things to work on kind of, kind of with that mm-hmm. um, as well. And and again, you almost had me with the show 10 the last time we were on.
1: Well, the other thing that's really great about the show 10 though, too, Jim, is it'll follow you around. So, I mean, the thing with the 15, if you're mounting it on the wall or putting it on a stand, at some point you're out of frame. And what I love about the 10 is that it's really good about it can tell where you are and it adjusts its position within that range. So if you're trying to watch TV, you can always see the screen. And if you want to find out, you know what the temperature is or what the time is, it's, it's watching you to see where you are so that every time you look at it, you can see the screen, which I love.
0: Yeah. It's a better, it's it's better for like talking to people I mean, Mm -hmm. so the visual ID component of it that they're promoting on the 15 is coming soon on the 10. So it sounds like there's going to be an upgrade that's going to work. But it's got a 13 megapixel. The 10 has a 13 megapixel auto-framing camera, where the 15 is just a 5 megapixel, not Mm auto-framing, right? So you get a little bit better if you were going to use it, you know, even the, uh, you know, even the sound is better on the 10. It's got a, you know, it's got two one inch tweeters and a, and a, and a, you know, and a three inch woofer where the Echo Show 15 mm-hmm. just has two 1.6. Yes.
1: Well, and it's but, so hard to get good speakers into a flat screen. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, that visual ID personalization is I think what they call that recognition feature where it'll, recognize who's standing in front of right. it and update right. the calendar or the to-do list accordingly.
0: Well, and there is some, there, I think there is some vocal analysis going on too, because it knows yeah, when, recognition. yeah, when it knows when Sarah's asking for some things or when mm-hmm. I'm asking for some stuff and it, or it'll tell me to have a nice day, which is always nice, right? I and mean, nobody a nice else day, Jim. <laughs> I'm watching. I'm listening. <laughs> to you. I'm listening to you. Good you morning, know, we Jim. is that
1: you where's <laughs> that your right? bathrobe?
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> why why do you have pants on? Are you going in today? Yeah, <laughs> oh, you caught me. You caught me going in. We did use the guard mode one time. You know, you can say I'm leaving. Yeah. Hey, a hey, lady, I'm leaving. And we had a we had a piece of um we had a um fluorescent light that was kind of rolled out of a spot and broke on the floor and Ooh. it alerted us. Oh wow that there was broken glass. And yeah. so we quick came home and and in Sarah was concerned for the cat to that the cat would step in the glass, right? Because we're a cat
1: family. It's a reasonable concern.
0: We're a cat family. That's how
1: it works. <laughs> um so
0: it's uh it that that kind of works too. Well okay so um, let's talk real, real quick before we run out of time. Let's really, let's talk um, a little bit about, because I think these go, like, I'm. this is the first time I was looking at your review. This is the really the first time I've heard of the Amazon Echo Buds. Um, you know, we've looked at the Samsung ones and we've talked about those. We've talked about the Apple versions as well and Google now. Uh, do you, do you, have you, do you have these? Are they any good?
1: I do. I got a chance to try them a few weeks ago, and I tried the second generation. I, it, was, it was a long time before they were available in Canada, so I only kind of got onto to them with Gen 2. But I was really surprised at how much I liked them. I was surprised at how comfortable they were, at how well-designed they were um how good the sound quality was i wasn't really expecting much because you can get them uh i'm trying to think of this the canadian or the u.s price i think you can get them for like 70 bucks or so right now Okay. okay and for that price i thought you know like they've got noise cancellation you know really good drivers And they fit really well. And there's Alexa built into them. So you can actually be wearing your buds. And as long as your phone is within reasonable reach, you can call for, you know, another way to call for your digital assistant. Yeah. But I quite like them. I was really surprised with how much I liked them and just how beautifully designed they were, how comfortable they were. And the battery life, I'm trying to remember now off the top of my head, I've been reviewing nothing but headphones lately, so I'm getting my my battery life all confused. Um, but as far as I remember, they have a really reasonable battery life as well. And you can also do that um, related to the noise cancellation feature. You can do ambient uh, ambient motor, what I think Amazon calls pass through with these, which lets you hear some ambient sound while you're listening to your music or your podcasts or yeah. whatever. So. Yeah.
0: It's kind of what I like about these earbuds that I use and, and actually earbuds was bought by JBL and then they shut mm-hmm. them down. So I've ended up using the yearbud, um, uh ear piece over the top of, of the ones I got from
1: Apple. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: it actually works. It works I know out, people
1: it, that do that. It's true. It,
0: it works out pretty well because I really love these soft that kind of they fit your ear really, really well. In the oh, root, you'd like root. these
1: then because they've got this yeah. just like soft, pebbly like I just like fidgeting with the the buds or the case. Like it's such it's such a nice material that they use. They feel very high quality.
0: How would, how did it match up with your iPhone? In other words, is any, any, any problems there or even with the Pixel?
1: It was fine. You can connect them just essentially through straight up Bluetooth. So it'll work. I mean, most headphones will do that now. You're not maybe going to get some of that seamlessness that you'd get between a pair of Apple headphones and an Apple iPhone. But I mean, once they're connected you're good, you know, you just tap, tap your Bluetooth menu to connect them and they worked really well for me and I quite enjoyed using them. I, like I said, I was really surprised at how much I liked them.
0: 154, uh, 99 Canadian, uh, for the, uh, the wire charging and, or 179 for wireless.
1: charging. You don't need the wireless version. Okay. No, no, no. The, or sorry, you don't need, yeah, you don't need the wireless version. The wired version charges up just fine and, and work just as well. And they're essentially, they're exactly the same headphones aside from that. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I've been thinking, I, 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 you know, it's crazy as I don't use earbuds very much. Mm. Um, so I don't really, I don't really need them. I will not listen when I'm doing podcasting. It has to be wired. Yeah, I will not allow wire. It's just too many things go wrong with yes. that. Uh, and then, you know, I've set up my treadmill. Uh, it's got, a, I have a, that, I have that 24-inch touchscreen in front of it. And I'm just playing a speaker. Nobody's down there. right? So, like, I don't need earbuds for that or headphones for that. I'm, I don't go outside anymore. <laughs> I mean, I do. <laughs> I do. Outside. I, I do. But, you know, it's, it's like today I was working and I kind of enjoyed the whole day with nothing. Like I wasn't, I wasn't, it was nice not to have to be listening to something. I could just had my thoughts, right? Yeah.
1: I feel that way too.
0: So I don't know. I go back and forth on wireless. I almost bought when, when Apple came out with the newest version of theirs, I almost went that. Bose has got some really nice ones.
1: I've got reviews coming on those. Really nice. If not this weekend, early next week, I've got the QC45s, which are the over-ears. Yeah. And I just did the QC earbuds uh, last week. It's up at techgadgetscanada.com or youtube.com slash Aaron Lawrence TV um, reviews there as well. And I've, I'm trying a new brand to me. You might know it. Headphone brand called Edifier. Ah. They sent me yeah. a couple different pairs of uh, both over ear and earbud style headphones. Which now just rolled out from under <laughs> my desk. They're slippery apparently. Um, but I'm trying those out. And I just finished the review of their over-ear headphones, and I'm getting to their earbuds next. So we'll see what Edifier has to offer. These are they the packaging looks great. Like it looks really high-end. They seem really well built. So looking forward to getting some more playtime and checking those out.
0: I I bought some really inexpensive, like, $30 ones, you know, that worked for a while. And now I'm getting the Echo. Yeah. So, shoot. Uh, Okay. So, anyways, uh, let's see. Hold on. How do we fix this? Let me mute you for a second. Let's see if it goes away. One, two, three. Okay, it went away. Did you turn it down?
1: Nope, I didn't touch. Because it was okay now?
0: It was echoing there for a second, which is.
1: You got a lot of editing to do on this podcast. I know, and I normally
0: don't I know I normally do zero on these.
1: I'm gonna have to get uh, wired headphones for next time.
0: No, don't worry about it. Just get just that would well yeah that would be nice. (laughs) We'll (laughs) talk. That would be nice. We'll talk. I'll send some to you. (laughs) No, I'm sure you've got about eight thousand pairs. Uh, I think that you could that you could work on. Well, Aaron, we made it through the whole show. You didn't tell Ed to buy anything. Ed Sullivan will be happy that you didn't, because you told him we, we didn't get to the robot vacuum cleaners uh, tonight. But you, last time you said he should buy one. And so he did. And uh, he went with the iRobot. I'm still, listen, I, I ran it by the wife and my daughter. And I said, should I get a robot vacuum cleaner? And both of them said no. They're just like, look, small house, if you vacuum twice a month.
1: Lots of cats, though, Jim.
0: Fine. Our cat isn't shedding anymore for whatever reason. I don't know what's going on. He's getting older. So it's just, um, I don't know. I just, it's been one of those things where I've just been like, uh, I don't know. So Ed bought one. And I'll have to have Ed on. To
1: talk well, I'll, that. Uh, I'll start working on my next list for Ed. <laughs> and maybe next time i come back we will have to do the robot vacuum spectacular yeah we I will like rank and I rate like all of the best robot vacuums we will talk about these other wet dry dual purpose vacuums that i've had a chance to try yeah little Is sweeper vacs are
0: are we okay real quick question are we in a spot where the the wet dry ones work they always seemed the early ones seem kind of messy yeah are they? Are they? Are they I tried
1: a new one. I won't get too deep into it yeah, here, but yeah. uh, from a company called Tyne Co., which makes wet dry vacs. And my first experience, you know, with something that's not a shop vac, and it worked really well. It'll both vacuum and mop, and it did a really good job. It's got kind of this roller underneath the the head of it, so it'll scrub the floor while it's picking everything up. Um, I quite liked it. I've got the review up on the channel if anybody's interested in checking it out. But there are there are some major advancements. I mean, I'm doing a promo for our next episode right now. Yeah. Major oh, advancements sure. <laughs> in robot vacuum, stick vacuum, yeah. mopping technology that I I love having a robot vacuum. So yeah, I, I, I am like I'm it. a big advocate.
0: We'll have, we'll have to have a shootout shoot out. when we get there. <laughs> um, let's see. Chris, Chris says Chris his Chris wife Chris has Chris an Chris HBN a HBN dual TV. outlet smart plug and we use it with our Christmas lights. And now she wants a robot vacuum. So that's, that's coming. That happens. Do it, Chris. Do Brian, it. <laughs> Brian says, I just got a couple wise outdoor smart plugs for my outdoor Christmas lights this year. So much better than the old style timers. And I, I think that's that, um, that is very true. Chris says, yeah, um, we, we never had the timer lights because we're lazy. <laughs> <I
1: like that. laughs> Programming them was the, was the uh, part that took all the effort. Uh, not going uh, in and out. The no, house every, I like that. Day. I almost
0: picked up a wireless Wi-Fi outdoor uh, plug. They're, you know, they're, they're cheap now, 20, 30 bucks, whatever, for, what did I want? There was something I was going to run on it out there. So, anyways, uh, it's there's so many cool, fun things. Aaron, thanks for coming around, filling in for Sammy. I have to let her know she's lost her Friday after Thanksgiving spot permanently. All and, right, she
1: can you know. have it back, <laughs> but I at least want like first dibs if she. Yeah, got friends no coming right.
0: Again. Well, you will always get first dibs. You're our favorite. We've, I think we said that. Before. And uh, it's always um, uh, great to have you on, Aaron. Thanks for doing that. Can you hang around for just a minute while I close things up here? Okay. A couple of reminders on the way out. One, if you want to join us, and there's a lot of conversation in our Discord group. So if you want to head over to theaverageguy.tv slash Discord, uh, that'll get you in. And deals, I think right now, kind of deals in home automation or what's hot in that group. So if you want to head over there and uh, join us in the group. Some great conversation. And it's, it's always friendly conversation, which like, uh, like the show is always great, if you want to do it. Um, This is the time of the year. Uh, Don't, just remember, if you've been doing crypto along with us, uh, tax season is coming. And you might want to take that seriously this year, especially in the United States. So just a reminder on that. But if you want to join us in this crypto uh, work that we're doing, Coinbase is the easiest way to do that. If you head out to TheAverageGuy.tv slash Coinbase, um, and make a $100 deposit in a trade, $10 for you, $10 for me. And uh, it works out pretty great. So if you want to get that done again, uh, d- use money that, this is fun stuff. Right, guys? Just, just, I'm not a tax advisor, nor am I an investment advisor. But uh, you should probably get to know some things. You could probably earn, I think now, 40 or 50 bucks by watching some videos on Coinbase. So check it out, TV slash Coinbase. And then don't forget, if you're looking uh, for high-speed hosting, if you're looking to set up a website, WordPress, whatever, let Christian know. He'd love to set that up for you. Plans as little as $10 a month. MapleGrovePartners.com, excuse me, is what gets you there. And uh, we would love to have you on the team there. Of course, Home Gadget Geeks uh, hosted there every single month. And appreciate uh, Christian for all the work that he does there. If you want to leave us a voicemail coming into the holiday season, and we're just beginning the holiday season, this, Aaron, this is what's great about this time of year. Like, you get kind of warmed up with Halloween, and then it's this serious holidays are coming up, right? Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year. I'm thinking of... I'm thinking of celebrating Diwali coming up, and whatever else I can throw in there that's going on we'll around. We talk the world.
1: Canada Day in the summer.
0: I know Boxing Day on the 26th. Boxing Day,
1: yes. Why am I
0: not celebrating these things? <laughs> um, if you uh, if you want to leave us a message, uh, and maybe to talk about what you're celebrating, that's fine too. HomeGadgetGeeks.com. And there's a little, there's a little microphone button over in the corner that'll get you done this, there as well. We are back on regular schedule next week. I think Jay Madison is joining us. But we're live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, here at TV slash live. Thanks for staying, if you've listened to the live. Thanks for staying all the way through it. couple, a uh, couple thanks out there. Chris says thanks. Brian says great show. And uh, we appreciate you guys staying out. We won't do much of a post-show. Uh, but for all those for all those live listeners, uh, thanks for coming out tonight. That will say goodbye.